With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Affected by Altitude, a Purple Road podcast for and by Rockies fans. Hello, Rockies fans, and welcome to the special Rule 5 Protection Deadline edition of the Pebble Report podcast. I'm Sam Bradfield, joined as always by Eric Garcia McKinley. How are you, Eric? I'm doing well, Sam. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Um, We are also joined today by newly appointed editor at Purple Row, Mr. Ben Kuchner-Kavich. How are you doing, editor man? I'm doing well, Sam. It's a little late for me and Eric here in Eastern time zone, but we'll get through it, I'm sure. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We'll power through. All righty. So yesterday, yesterday being November 20th, was the Rule 5 protection deadline, and the Rockies announced that they selected uh, left-hand pitcher Ben Bowden, right-handed pitcher Ashton Goudeau, infielder Tyler Nevin, and right-handed pitcher Antonio Santos um, to their 40-man roster to protect them from uh, the Rule 5 draft that's coming up in a couple weeks. So, Eric, Ben, you guys got any thoughts on that? I was um, I was not surprised by the additions of Ben Bowden and Tyler Nevin. Uh, Tyler Nevin just he's he's unlikely to see the majors next year um, based on how he how he did last year uh, in Double A. But you know maybe maybe he'll you know hit the ground running in 2020 and uh, earn that spot quickly. That would be that would be nice. Um, so he's 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 not somebody who's protected because he's going to make an immediate impact in 2020 but he's somebody who has um pretty high ceiling and like he's not and he's not somebody you, you can't you can't let you can't expose tyler nevin to the rule five draft because somebody's gonna snack him up um so very much uh very much unsurprised by protecting him uh same with bowden it's like matt he's 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 gonna be a live arm in the bullpen He's you're always going to need guys like uh, Ben Bowden around to 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 eat up some eat up some middle innings, uh, probably. And you know what? And especially with uh, with these types of relievers who uh, you know, throw hard and left handed. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll find something special in them. You never know with uh, with those guys. Um, but yeah, Ashton Goudeau and Antonio Santos, I yeah, I'm not too surprised. I mean, we talked a, we talked a little bit about um, we talked about them um, at, in their AFL stints, and Ashton Godot certainly pitched well. Antonio Santos pitched well, but then uh, I was always thinking like, well, but it's 13 innings. But then on the other hand, the Rockies sent him to the AFL for a reason, and that reason was because they thought maybe they have high potential. They're going to face uh, some stiff competition down there, and they both pitched really well. So. Um, I'm sort of like I'm a little bit happy to see um, both their additions because now it's like okay, well you can they'll they'll maybe be able to contribute uh, 
contribute uh, in 2020 as well out of that bullpen. It's a very full bullpen. What, what about you, Ben? Were you surprised by these additions at all? Um, definitely not by Nevin and Bowden. Um, a little bit surprised by Santos, but especially after how um, Godot pitched in double A and then in the Arizona Fall League, I'm not surprised. And out of all four of them, and I, I mean, definitely don't didn't think I'd be saying this at the beginning of last season. I think the most likely to potentially start on the opening day roster in 2020 would be Goudeau, um, and partially because he's 27 years old. But I mean, it was just it was a really great season in Double A. Um, I'm not saying I think it's likely that he's going to start on the roster because he hasn't been exposed to Triple A yet. Well, he has with Seattle in 2018, but that didn't go well. But uh, he hasn't been exposed to the PCL. Uh, with the Rockies quite yet but it's interesting also to see kind of how the tale of two seasons for Bowden because the first half of the season when he was closing for Hartford and having that sub two ERA and absolutely mowing down hitters it looked like he could be on the fast track to potentially making his debut in 2019 but then he got promoted to AAA at his ERA of 588 um, the walks were a huge problem because it's one thing if you move up to the PCL and you start getting you know, balls start flying out of the park, especially with the potential juicing of the ball that happened in the minor leagues and major leagues last year. But close to six walks per nine innings in 26 innings pitched was a little bit uh, frightening to see from Bowden. So hopefully he'll get a chance yeah. at another go around at AAA to figure that out in 2020. Yeah, those they could they could be related too, though, you know, like, I mean, if if you're getting shellacked in the PCL, you might be a little bit hesitant to uh, to to be too close around the plate, which might have affected him pretty um, negatively overall. Yeah, I was honestly surprised that he didn't go to the Arizona Fall League. I fully expected him to either be on the Major League roster or in Scottsdale. So I was surprised, honestly, not to see him do much of anything uh, postseason. So, but I'm glad I'm glad they protected him. I think he'll be a big asset um, going forward. Yeah, maybe the maybe the Rockies didn't think they needed to see more of him in the AFL. I don't know. Yeah, well, he did pitch in the Futures game, I guess. So maybe that was his, you know, mm. other mm-hmm. appearance, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. So an interesting thing about Santos. Um, I mean, he was the one I probably knew the least about coming into this. Um, you look at his ERA split between Lancaster and then Hartford. Um, the ERA was not that pretty, but then you look at his peripherals and they were a lot better. Like he struck out, he walked less than two per nine. His home run rate was very good, um, about less than one per nine innings there too. And then struck out a decent amount of batters. So you wouldn't have known his ERA was as high as it was just by looking at those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Those more important numbers, really, <laughs> especially when you're talking minor league stats. Yeah, so we'll kind of see where where these four guys end up uh, next year. But on the flip side of that, there were a lot of players that were not protected that I think we were all a little surprised by. And I think, Ben, you have that list. Um, You had a couple of players you wanted to talk about. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's quite a few that uh, Sage commented in one of the Rockpile posts about. um, I mean, there's dozens and dozens, but the most important ones, I mean, that's a bit bit subjective, but the ones that I've I've seen appear on uh, the minor league perps polling threads, uh, Reed Humphreys, Robert Tyler, Roberto Ramos, Brian Mundell, Mike Nicarak, uh, Daniel Montano, and Vince Fernandez. 
Um, I'm going out on a limb and saying that I am probably the highest on Vince Fernandez of any Rockies fan out there because I had him number three on my perps rankings and I really like Vince Fernandez. I thought it was really unfortunate last season uh, with the suspension. I think it's kind of stupid. You're suspended for Adderall, whatever. It's not like a performance enhancing drug in my opinion. Um, but I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, you know, with Ramos and Mundell, they're I'm probably more surprised that they weren't weren't protected, uh, but they're also more just first base types, and you don't see those selected that often in the Rule of Five draft. Though Mundell was getting some time in left field at AAA to end the season, so that's what I'm looking at there. Yeah, I I I was surprised um, that Ramos wasn't added because. Well, I guess maybe I shouldn't have been too surprised because it's like I, I, I and it's in my mind. It's like, well, the Rockies need need a first baseman here, but I guess they do have Daniel Murphy. But you know, and Ryan I mean, McMahon who, if need be. Yeah, and Ryan McMahon if need be, and and honestly, and like Ramos isn't a great first like defensive first baseman anyway. He's more of you know a power hitter that they needed to plug somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, that's that's true, but it still felt like even even with I mean Daniel Murphy's very very likely a better hitter than Roberto Ramos in the major leagues, probably. Um, even if you know Murphy had a pretty bad year in 2019, but still, I mean, it felt like you know the Rockies have had so much instability with first base um, in the past. Well, <laughs> since Todd Helton retired, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and it, it felt like somebody to like maybe like add on bench bat. The Rockies had like terrible depth last year as well. So he seemed like somebody that I expected and he hit very well in AAA. Didn't didn't really have anything else to prove. So he also seems to me like a, somebody that I might expect to get selected by a team. Just like, I mean, even if he's just plays first base and also an AL team could take him as well like i remember i mean a few years ago the rockies selected mark canna a first baseman in the rule five draft he was on the team for like 10 minutes and they traded him to the a's um and you know i mean he was he's turned out to be a pretty decent uh hitting first baseman so i i could sort of see that a little bit with roberto ramos although he has probably i mean he doesn't have like a very high ceiling or anything but but yeah i mean yeah, so he's he's the one I'm most surprised about. I'm not as high um, as as you, Ben, on Vince Fernandez. Mike Nickerak is definitely not getting selected in the Rule Five Draft. <laughs> I know that he's uh, he's basically um, I, I I don't know is it it's I don't think it's too early to call him a complete draft bust, but yeah, nobody's nobody's taken him. What about Robert Tyler? Because, I mean, he was, he was pretty highly touted when he was selected, but he has not had a good go of things in the minors. Um, let me look up his stats. Um... It's it really kind of is sad to see because they're, they're not very good at all. Uh, when he got promoted to Lancaster is when it... Kind of blew up on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... <sighs> He's a guy like I mean so if if a player is selected in the Rule 5 draft the the player the team that selects him has to keep him on the 26 man roster so the major league roster for the entire season or else they have to be returned to the original team. So it's you can sort if a if a team really likes Robert Tyler 
and they want to take him and they want to hide him in the bullpen and not expose him too much. I can sort of see that. Um, he's probably, I would, I would not be at all disappointed if somebody mm-hmm. takes Robert Tyler. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. You're going to have him. Um, um, I also want to get your you guys' thoughts on uh, Ramos and Mundell because I think they're I don't think they're going to get any more major league ready than they are right now. They both had full seasons pretty much at AAA, and I mean I would I would recommend a team take a chance on both of them to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think Ramos is a little bit more of a risk, but he also I think has a higher ceiling and a higher reward to him um, than Mundell. So I could see someone taking a chance on on him for that reason. Whereas I think Mundell is a little bit of a safer option. Um, if anybody wants him, he's also a little bit more flexible. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know where the Rockies would fit him, fit either of them really, except because they've, they've also got Josh Fuentes to think about too. Um, somewhere. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of the major league roster then. So with, with the four additions, the Rockies' 40-man roster is full. It's totally full. <laughs> and so so if, if the Rockies are going to make any major league acquisition this offseason, that will have to come at the expense of somebody currently on the roster. So who... Who do you all think who's who's who who is who's the first to go? Like who's who's on the bubble of the roster now, now that it's full and any major league acquisition means somebody has to to be removed. One thing before that. So yeah. with so the Rockies so there's just they just have their 40 man roster full now. Some teams of course like had to make trades because they, you know, added more players. One of the players added on the Tampa Bay Rays 40-man roster was Kevin Padlow. How about that? I remember that guy. Yeah, I know. That's wild. <laughs> I was... Anyway. Um, Sam, do you want to answer first while I look it up? Yeah, I'm I stalling do. for time there. <laughs> I know. I just looked it up, too. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about... I mean, Rymel Tapia could be a little bit on the bubble. Ian Desmond has been a little... Um, He's been a little bit talked about. I don't think he's going anywhere. Daza could be a guy uh, maybe on that bubble. I think Tapia is definitely a candidate, especially because he's out of options now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, even, let's see, looking into the, you know, bullpen arms, got Yancy Almonte. Um, maybe. Phil Deal. I I was thinking like, I mean, I, I, I made this transition because you mentioned Josh Fuentes. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think Josh Fuentes is, mm-hmm. he's, he's a bubble. Yeah. He's a bubble guy. I mean, especially that, I mean, if Brendan Rodgers comes back relatively early, the Rockies do have a lot of infield depth. Um, if Tyler Nevin um, starts the season well and like looks like major league ready sometime in the first three or four months of the season he's more yet more infield depth Garrett Hampson can definitely play all over the infield so I just yeah I I think I think Josh Fuentes for me he's he's uh he's the guy I would pick um as being on the bubble but yeah there there's a there's a there's a pretty big 
um, bundle of relief pitchers who could also. Oh, yeah. Against <laughs> the Almonte's well. out of options. This one. Antonio Sensatella yeah. and Jeff Hoffman are out of options too, but mm -hmm. they're probably more likely to be part of the rotation than not right now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Rockies are going to need to lean on Jeff Hoffman, whether they like it or not, in 2020. Yeah, and that'll be a really, like, definitely make or break for Jeff. I mean, it's one of those you keep giving him opportunities and he keeps, you know, not doing super hot. So we'll see if a full, like, you definitely have – that you're not – it's not in as much of an audition as much of a you have this spot as your spot to lose. See how he handles yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've got a couple other just, like – uh, Rocky's roster has Ben Bowden listed as a starting pitcher. Oh, I think that's a mistake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, just noticed that. Did he? Uh, he never started. He's been a closer. Yeah. So. Oh, Chichi Gonzalez is out of options. I was so. just thinking about Chichi. Yeah. <laughs> Chichi's a candidate to to lose a roster spot. Mm -hmm. I yeah yeah. So. Yeah, so it's like so of the of the starters, probably Chichi could be on the bubble. Mm -hmm. I I would I would guess Chichi would be certainly to go before Jeff Hoffman. Although Chichi Gonzalez is only twenty seven. Chichi Gonzalez is only a single year older than Jeff Hoffman. He's only a single That's... year older than me. That's crazy. <laughs> Wild. Huh. No kidding. That's okay. funny how that works. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think I'm not sure the Rockies have anybody on their roster who is older than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. Side nope. tangent. Funny story. Nope. No, nobody. Nobody on the forty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell a funny story real quick. Uh, just random tangent. We were in the press box in Arizona last year. It was me and Patrick Saunders and Thomas Harding, and they were trying to figure out how old Kyle Freeland was. And I told him at you know at that point he was 25. And I knew that because he's only like three or four weeks older than I am. And Patrick turns to me and goes, gosh, I didn't think he was older than anybody. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So yeah. what about some of these other guys, you know, like Justin Lawrence or, um, you know, he's on the 40, but he doesn't seem anywhere near major league ready. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Ryan Castellani. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are good calls. Those are good calls. I could see, I could see, yeah, Ryan Castellani. Yeah, because like they were both, so both Justin Lawrence and Ryan Castellani, were they, were they, um, reserve deadline ads last year? So they I, yeah, were protected. So. Lawrence yeah, was, so were, yeah. Yeah, they both were. Yeah. So it's, so they were protected last year with, you know, because of Castellani, you know, high draft pick, high potential, mm -hmm. you know, still young, 23. Justin Lawrence, you know, great showing in the AFL. So, yeah, I guess it goes to show that, like, you know, yeah, who knows what we might be talking about next year? Because, like, both of those guys, I could, I could, I could see it. I could see both of those guys being like uh, on the on the bubble for, um, for any roster additions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then next year maybe we're talking about Ashton Goudeau, <laughs> who, who never actually made the majors and is on the bubble then. Yeah, players on the forty-man roster. Mm -hmm. I am older than include <laughs> Tyler Nevin and Peter Lambert. There you go. So, oh, you're older than two players on the roster. Yeah. 
they might not even make the team who knows yeah just those two on the 40 man oh man there's there's not even anybody on the 40 man roster who is a year younger than me (laughs) yeah i'm okay with that (laughs) i'm okay with that yeah yeah, well, another funny story, um, since we're telling funny stories about age. <laughs> this was uh, a couple years ago. I was in the, I, I think this was, this, was, uh, this was the year Ian Desmond got injured um, at the beginning of the season. So what, what was that, 17 or 16? 17. Or when he, like, it was his, it was his first year. 17. Right. Yeah, and I was talking to Mark Reynolds in the clubhouse, and, and he, you know, we we're just talking about his early season success. Like he was hitting well, you know, at first base. But he's like, you know, and I, I know, I know, this is not necessarily my job. And you know, I'm I'm no spring chicken anymore. My gosh. And I was like, oh yeah, man, man, no spring chicken. I know you've been around forever. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm older than Mark Reynolds. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. It's always a weird feeling, you know. I'm I'm right about that age where they got, you know, they're coming up i mean like sam hilliard's my age and i feel like he he's a year younger than me i think but it just it seems like he should be yeah he's a year younger than me it feels like he should be so much younger than me because he like just came up (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of a weird feeling yeah we're watching you know the the nflers get drafted and they're like 20 (laughs) it's never gonna stop i know um, I'm interested in getting both of your thoughts because I mentioned after I mentioned Lancaster, that made me think of the new proposals for restructuring uh, the minor leagues and Lancaster Jethawks and Grand Junction Rockies are two of the teams that are in the proposal to be eliminated. What are your thoughts on that, Sam? Especially with Lancaster, I think that's a mistake. Um, especially, I mean, we've talked about the the one article that discussed the Rockies in particular, need all of their minor league teams at altitude. And Lancaster, even a little bit more than Albuquerque, is like, you know, hitter's haven and like a pitcher's nightmare. So I feel like eliminating Lancaster would be a huge detriment um, to the Rockies and their players. Um, Grand Junction would be unfortunate, but I think Lancaster would be a bigger loss, to be completely honest. What do you think, Eric? I... I'm pretty indifferent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And the Rocky like, Mountain Vibes are another team, not in the yeah. not in the organization, but in the area. No, yeah, I need to make yeah, it down to the stadium. Well, that yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm, I don't really have that many opinions. I think it's mostly a shame that I guess uh, a lot of player, a lot of people will lose like the you know the their their closest professional baseball team, um, but. I don't know. It's it's a little early right now, so who knows actually how it's going to shake out and whether they're going to be contracted, like eliminated. They'll probably still exist, but maybe exist in non-affiliated or semi-affiliated. So I don't know. It's it's pretty hazy right now, and as far as like what will actually result and and I guess like I guess if Lancaster is like contracted in, in terms of being removed from affiliated baseball then i guess what is that i don't know i don't even know what that means does that just mean the the rockies like find a new 
California League team, or is the California League all going? I actually don't even know. So, so this is mostly is why I'm indifferent is because I've not uh, kept up on these details. So my understanding is like the the draft is going to get a lot smaller because there's just not going to be as many opportunities for minor leaguers to have teams at these lower levels. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh well, we'll see as that develops, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers crossed. So uh, yeah, I, I think losing Lancaster would be would be a detriment. It's not up to me. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I know it's late for you guys, so I appreciate you being flexible with your schedules. Um, so this was the special Rule Five Protection Deadline edition of the Pebble Report. I'm Sam Bradfield. You can find me on Twitter at sammyb underscore twenty seven. You can find Eric Garcia McKinley at Garcia underscore McKinley. You can find Ben at B Kuchner Cabbage, and you can follow us at Purple Row, at Pebble Report, or at Altitude Effect for all of your Rockies podcasts, Purple Row, all sorts of fun things uh, as the offseason continues. So have a great rest of your offseason. Thanks again, gentlemen. No problem. Thanks. Until next time.